I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, June 27, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We had another one of those days where the range from high to low was very, very narrow and the volume was very, very light. So it was a quiet day out there. They're lulling everybody to sleep. I got stuff. We got stuff going on. The market's going to make a move. In my opinion, it's probably at least a 50-point move, and I think it comes sooner than later. Where do I come up with all that? Well, it's not that easy. In order to get a full and complete understanding of where I come up with this, we're going to have to go deep inside my head. So that being the case, anybody that considers themselves sane should probably heed the warning. However, if you're teetering on insane like I am, then you may enjoy where some of this comes from and why my expectation is for a big move rather imminent, like within the next couple of trading days. We talked about a lot of the things that are important in terms of the time frame we're in. This is a very important time of the year, end of month, end of quarter, end of half the year. It's important. Half the year is behind us. We have a full half left over. What's going to set the tone for the second half? That's item number one. Item number two goes to expectations. The move has become a self-fulfilling prophecy. For the last several days, the pundits, the talking heads, they've done nothing but set expectations around the G20, Trump, China, trade deal, trade war, deal, no deal. What happens in this environment is nobody knows which way the market's going to move, but they believe it's going to move. So what you'll get is traders place their bets. The ones that are right are rewarded. The ones that are wrong are either just wrong or they're really wrong. For example, let's just say the wrong side was to be short leading up into and through the weekend. Let's just hypothetically say that for a moment. Let's say you wake up one morning and you see that the market's going to gap higher. You're short the market. You have to run for cover. It creates a short squeeze, making the traders that were right really, really right, making the traders that were wrong have to cover, creating a further push higher. So here's another thing that we have to be aware of, we have to be cognizant of. There are a lot of traders short the market. I have my email indicator. Let's take a look at the chart for a second and talk about where we are. There's a couple of things that really jump off the page, not necessarily on the daily chart itself, but around the charts, and we'll see what they are. But here on the daily chart, the one thing that jumps out at me is we're bullish. We're above all the moving averages. We just had a pullback from the high for about five days. But here's what jumps off the page at me. We didn't even get to the gap. This happens all the time. So what do we do with that information? There's one of two things going on. Either it's bullish, they couldn't get to the gap, they're going to take off again to the upside, or or they'll hover and meander around here for a while, and that in and of itself would be more indicative that they're not going to stop at the gap, but yet they're actually going to trade 
lower. So we know what to do with this information. It's a matter of time. We have to wait it out. You have to see what the market's going to do. You can't guess in front of a move like this. It's the same as earnings. It's the same as the Federal Reserve. You don't know which way it's going to go. And here's the thing. They have an excuse for whichever way it goes. They have a scenario for everything. Market goes up. They cut a trade deal. Market went up because they cut a trade deal. Market goes up, they cut a trade deal, but then the market turns around, the deal wasn't good enough. They cut a trade deal, market goes down, wasn't good enough. No deal at all, market goes up, it's because of the Fed. No deal, market goes down, because we didn't get a deal. Believe me when I tell you, they've got all the bases covered. So basically, inside the numbers members have the numbers. I sent out the numbers to everybody today. I wanted everybody to see the numbers. It's important we know where the market gets bullish, where the market gets bearish. We're trading in a range. You might as well be able to take advantage if they break out of the range. I shouldn't say if. It's a matter of when they break out of the range. Here it is on the 60-minute chart. Let's talk about it and look at it from a different perspective because there's a couple of different ways to look at it. I had an email from one of the members this afternoon, and it's valid, and I want to point out, and we want to talk about what the question was and what the potential is. So the question is, can we look at this as a bear flag pattern or something similar to that, right? And the answer is yes. We've talked about this before, whether on this chart or other charts. We talk about this all the time. The problem is it's really a pattern within a pattern. This one would normally have a continuation move downward. However, if we look at it slightly different and we just go back to the daily chart, we see that it's not really a bear flag pattern. We've had a couple of three days of hanging around in this area, but we didn't come down to the gap. So that's where it becomes more important of how you're looking at it and which chart you're looking at it from. I would say, and I think other traders, other technical analysts across the board would certainly support this, that the larger time frame is always going to be dominant to the smaller time frame. So we just looked at an hourly chart and you can certainly make a case that it looks like a bear flag pattern or some kind of bearish pattern. But then when you go to a daily chart, you see something different. You see, well, the market came down. Maybe we just came down to test the former breakout area. We talked about that last night. We're going to talk about that further. Plus the fact that we came down and didn't even make it to the gap. So again, a couple of different ways to look at it. We want to be sure that we look at it from both sides of the coin, all angles. You don't want to be bearish. You don't want to be bullish. You want to interpret what the market is telling you, and you want to make a trade based on the probabilities of what the market is telling you. Really, at the end of the day, you could give a rat's ass which way the market's going to go as long as you're on the right side of the trade. One of the huge mistakes most traders make, especially early on, is they get emotionally attached to the trade and the story behind the trade. Don't get attached to the story behind the trade. The story is a bunch of malarkey. Remember this 240-minute chart from last night? We talked about it. I said, traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader know what this means. They're looking at it differently. We were expecting a bounce. What was the alternative to the bounce? 
It was the gap, and we're still into a former breakout area. So the reality is, is based on this 240-minute chart, nobody that's taken the course should be surprised that the market was up today. Didn't have to be up all day. Could have certainly went down, filled the gap. But nobody should be surprised based on the teachings in the course. Now, of course, the market doesn't operate only off of one time frame, one chart. There's not one chart that's always right. But based on what we discussed last night, based on what happened, based on what's taught in the course, there's your three-legged stool. It actually worked out that way. Staying on the theme of 240-minute charts, let's go over and take a look at Camp IWM. Same thing. If you took the course, you see the same thing I see. The 240-minute chart was interesting. We didn't look at this one last night, but look what happened. Look where it went to. It's a garden variety retracement. If there was a textbook, this one would be in the textbook. When we see this kind of setup, what's the first thing we begin to look at? We also say ABC pattern forming, and here you go. It's complete above the high of the A leg. Is that possible? Is it probable? Possible, yes. Probable, you're going to have to get some kind of move off of some kind of news, off of some kind of short squeeze to the upside. Let's look at the IWM from a different angle. Let's look at it from a different perspective. We say over and over again that it's not me or anybody else that decides what numbers are important on the chart. It's the chart that tells us what numbers are important. So when I see something like this, I say, all right, well, the chart is telling us that that price is important. It's finding support. We went up near there. We broke out from there, came back to retest it. We're above there. And what happened? We came back to retest that area. Put in the sign or signal of a trend change. They're not all the same. And the rest, as they say, is history. So here's your 60-minute chart looking at it from one perspective. Not an easy trade. Not easy to buy a falling knife. It was a creeping market, creeping lower. I understand that. We're just learning from what the chart did after the fact. It's easy to talk about it after the fact. But think about this for a second. This is the kind of thing that's taught in the course. We're looking at it from a variety of different time frames. You're looking at it differently on different time frames. And when you see different things that all support the same story on a variety of different time frames, that's where the trade becomes a reality. That's where the trade starts to come together. I just glanced over at Bitcoin, noticing it's now down at 10,500 down only 18% today or about 2,300 bucks. We looked at that the other day. What a joke. It's untradeable. It's not a real thing. You can't trade a market that's up 10, 15, 20% day over day over day. It is a joke. We might as well take a look at it since I brought it up. Here's a daily chart. Now, look at that drop. We made a high just under 14,000 yesterday. So I said that the high looked like, or not the high, I said you'd find resistance around 14,000. Little did I know that we had already topped out for the day at the time, and that just a day later, about 24 hours later from the time that I said that, it's only down about $3,000. I would call that a garden variety reversal. Now let's talk about the daily chart of the IWM. It's important. We had volume today. We had a big 2% update in the IWM. That's no joke. You look at it on the 240-minute chart. You look at it on the hourly chart. 
But when you start looking at it on the daily and start discussing the type of up move it was, it was either a short squeeze or we had some serious buying in there expecting higher prices. I don't think it was a short squeeze. I think there were real buyers in there. To say the least, this was leading the market today, certainly up 2% against the SPY that was up one half of 1%. You have to look at that and you have to take pause. It's a big puzzle piece. It's on the table. It can't be ignored. Let me go a step farther. In fact, I'm going to go two steps farther. Take a look down at the transportation department. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that it closed back up above the 20-period moving average. Didn't make too much of it at the time. But all of a sudden today, another big update for the transports, up 1.3%. So you have my two favorite market-leading indicators outpacing the market today, leading to the upside. We hit the 200-period moving average and was rejected from that price. However, any big update, for example, any piece of news, a sliver of news that sends a spark to the upside of this market that creates that short squeeze that we were discussing will shoot the transports back into those moving averages and this time likely through those moving averages. We hit them once, we were rejected. If they go back again, it's likely they're going higher completing yet again another ABC pattern if you want to look at it that way. You can always look at the market a variety of different ways. If we get above these moving averages and close above there, that's bullish. You have to look at that, take it for what it is, put it on the table as a puzzle piece if it happens. It didn't happen yet. Don't anticipate the market doing something. We're just discussing the total picture developing, the total story developing. This is one puzzle piece of many. Here's another one. The VIX. We've been looking at the VIX. It made a nice bottom under 14, but it can't get back above the moving averages. Can't get back above the 20 period moving average. It fell back today. It was up there a couple of days. It closed up there a couple of days, but it fell back to the 50 today. We're in this area where it was a former breakdown area. The market came back to it, and now it's doing the same thing. So is the market consolidating for another move higher, or is the market, in this case the VIX, is it getting rejected? Is it potentially the stock market going higher and the VIX getting rejected and going lower in the near term? It's possible. We don't have a clear picture one way or the other. We're just looking at this chart independent of all the others. And I'm telling you what I see happening. What I see happening is it just has yet built up enough energy to get through this area where it last consolidated and broke down. That is over here. This was a breakdown area. We broke down back to that 1380 area. Now we've come back to it and we can't get through it yet. Maybe it just needs a few more days to banter or meander back and forth. Under normal garden variety market conditions, I would say, yeah, that's probably the case. But in this case, everybody's waiting for the piece of news coming out of the G20. They're waiting on a China trade deal. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's a different piece of news that sparks the market. I don't know. You know how I feel about the news. Whatever it is, the market will get a spark and it's going to make the move. They're winding up. They're coiling up to make the move. What do we see when we look at the triple Qs? Well, I see a couple of things. I see the market above all the moving averages. I see a pretty ugly down day the other day. 
I see the market potentially putting in a bear flag pattern after that ugly down day. Yet I see the market still above the moving averages. See how clear it is? It's clear as mud. We're right in the middle of no man's land, for example. So we're in the middle. Could we go to test the top of the breakdown candle? Absolutely. Could we break down period? Absolutely. So anything is possible. You're right in no man's land. Anything that any trader would do from here really is a guess. Here we come again to the end of the week. Are we going to close above 27.47? It looks like it's still possible. The close of the day was 27.21. As I make this video, you'll notice the bid and the ask up at the top is 27.40 by 27.42. Without the financials, it's unlikely we're going to get a big decline in the market. You need the financials in either direction. Once again, clear as mud. I can do this and say the market went up and this is essentially a bull flag pattern that can break to the upside and have a continuation move. This has not been disturbed. We never closed below another important number. We kept talking about 26.93. The lowest close we had was 26.97 yesterday. I eat numbers for lunch. Flipping it over because we always have to look at both sides of the coin. This can certainly be another top. It can be a lower high. That is possible. We don't know yet. We need more information from the market. That's just the way it is. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew are hard at work. How about the semiconductor space? The SMH. Is this a market that's telling us there's trouble? Isn't this a market that's a leading indicator of the tech space? And it is. Isn't this a market that's breaking out above these moving averages? It's breaking out on the daily chart. We just closed above the moving averages for the second day in a row. I believe I forgot to mention this one last night. However, taking a look at this market, you can't disregard what's going on. This is a leading indicator of the tech space. The semis got hit really hard when the bad side of the news cycle was on China. NVIDIA, Micron, all the chip stocks got taken out behind the woodshed, shot four or five times. But what's the SMH telling us? If in fact that news, and again, I hate the news, but here it is. If in fact we want to use the semi-space as a leading indicator of whether or not there's a positive reaction from the G20, that's what it's telling you. That's the best I can do with news. That's as far as I'm willing to go. Let's take a little detour for a second into some of the stocks. Some of the stocks that are the widely held stocks. We have to leave the SMH because I almost feel like I have to take a shower after talking about the news. What is Amazon telling us? If you're using Amazon as a part proxy for the retail space, part proxy for the e-commerce space, part proxy for the cloud services space, then what this is telling you, and because it's included in all the indices, it's positive. There's nothing wrong with Amazon. We had the big down day the other day. However, we're above all the moving averages on the daily chart. Technically speaking, Amazon's in a bullish position. Take it for what it is. How about Apple? We had the big down day the other day too. But Apple, again, is above all the moving averages and is in an uptrend. It is not bearish. It is bullish. That's what the chart is. We don't know whether we're going to wake up to a gap down Friday morning or Monday morning, and that changes the charts. However, today, when you look at the chart, it's not bearish, it's bullish. 
How about Facebook? We can look at Facebook a couple of different ways. I think this one's interesting. So we can call this a reversal day, okay? And until and unless we close above that reversal day, then this is or was a legitimate short trade. However, this is where every day that the market is open changes the charts. Every day stuff happens. Every day we have to reevaluate whether or not we would have still gotten into the trade today that we got into four, five, six days ago. And here's the deal. Let's say a trader got into Facebook short after the reversal candle. Maybe it was on the next day. Maybe it was a couple of days later on the retracement. We'll call it the retracement just for argument's sake. You ran at 190 for this story. And you're willing to give it some time. However, all of a sudden, we start consolidating. We're consolidating above all the moving averages. All of a sudden, the reversal day just looks like a down day. And now we've consolidated for several days above the moving averages, not too far away from this high over here. What's the market doing? Is it consolidating to challenge the high? Is it making a bull flag pattern all of a sudden? You see how the story changes is that what's going on here? We don't know. It can always collapse. However, we're in a range. As long as Facebook or this chart or whatever you're looking at, anything that looks like this, as long as you're still in this range, goes to the top of the range, goes to the bottom of the range. You'll know what's what when it breaks out of the range. That's the only thing you can do with a chart that looks like this. How about Netflix? What's going on over here? Again, above all the moving averages, nothing wrong. Is this where the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew come in, pull the rug out, open the trap door, everything goes down for two or three days, and everybody gets that deer in the headlights look? It's possible, but that's not what the charts are telling us. We need to separate what we might believe as a story and what the charts are saying. This is what the charts are saying. How about Google? Different chart, different story. This one looks nothing like everything else we looked at. Is Google a leading indicator of the entire market or is this an isolated case? This is an isolated case. There's trouble with Google. Google has met some sellers that don't want Google right now. Google will find it's low. It's not trading with the rest of the market. Talk about important numbers. This was one of the trades on the board today for Inside the Numbers members. 25.35 was the target price. That's the buy price. Here's a stock down. 12, 13%. We nail the low of the day within pennies anyway, and then the stock proceeds to go up about a dollar from the entry price and then retraces all the way back down to where? The same place that we entered. Tell me that's not an important number. And that, my friends, is as good of a place as any to pull the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.